on this episode of Optimal Health Uncovered. We're creatures of habit. And if you don't have that habit and you don't have that routine, you kind of live in this chaotic world and it's very stressful. And that stress response can also lead back to some depression. So if you have a routine, your body doesn't have to adjust to a new stressful experience every single night if you have this predetermined routine before you go to bed. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Optimal Health Uncovered. Today, we're here with Nick DiMeglio, who's a personal trainer at Performance. Uh, Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Nick DiMeglio, um, and I'm a personal trainer here at Performance Optimal Health. Uh, I've been a personal trainer for about six or seven years now, and I've been with the company for about six months. And what kind of uh, clients do you work with? I work with a wide variety. Uh, I've worked with everybody from collegiate athletes, high school athletes, and then everyone ranging from, you know, uh, retired uh, 60 plus, uh, you know, wide variety. And I like working with everybody. So awesome. So I'm sure you get a lot of different experiences coming through your door and you learn so much from all these different types of people. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of a variety of people, uh, there was recently a study in the New York Times that linked morning people to depression. Basically, it said that morning people may be at a lower risk of depression than night owls, which is absolutely fascinating. I think at first glance, it makes sense. I mean, we have this thing as a society where morning people are very productive and they wake up, they exercise, they make their coffee, they drink a glass of water as soon as they wake up, they journal, get to their business meetings, become an entrepreneur, etc. So I think it makes sense. But can you dive into what exactly is that correlation? Uh, Yeah, so I think you hit it right on the head that society definitely um, allows morning risers more of a chance to be successful. And, you know, the the early bird gets the worm has always been kind of the phrase there. And I feel like most people who do kind of wake up earlier, they're, they're catered to a little bit more because most jobs require you to be at work by seven, eight, maybe nine o'clock in the morning. So Uh, everybody kind of has this genetic predisposition to being either a night owl or an early riser. And I think night owls do kind of get the short end of the stick there because they're not catered to as much. From from an evolutionary standpoint, I I really like this, is that we were living in these tribes, you know, forever ago. And we needed people to be early risers and night owls because... That way we don't have everybody going to sleep at the same time. And it leaves you very vulnerable as a tribe if everybody's asleep for eight hours at the same time. Yeah, and that totally makes sense. And now that we don't live in tribes anymore, we have office jobs and regular nine to fives or six to sixes for our physical therapists here at Performance who never stop working. (laughs) Um, But yes, and now it's kind of like if you don't fit into this mold of early riser, mm, Maybe society looks down on you. Why are you going to sleep so late? Do you have nothing else to do? Aren't you going to seize the day in the morning? Um, And I think that also links to depression is such a depression isn't exactly the easiest thing to explain unless you've really felt it. It's kind of hard to be like, oh, well, why, why are you sad? Just just go do something. But if the entire world around you values waking up early and looks down on people who go to sleep late and wake up late and they seem they may think that they're lazy or that they're procrastinating it's kind of like a cycle that you now think that you're less worth it that you're not accomplishing what you need to accomplish even though your genetics and your biology 
may make it completely okay for you to do that. But because you live in this kind of society, it's like, well, I'm not doing what I need to do. People are looking down on me and that increases your risk of depression. You feel a little bit more lonely. You don't feel like you're contributing to society, which is completely untrue. Um, If I can jump in there. Yeah. Um, I I think the last year, you know, the whole 2020 and and COVID pandemic has actually made us all take a really deep look at ourselves and, and the way we run society because everybody has started working from home which gave people a lot of flexibility in their schedules. So I do think that you saw one of two things happened. Either certain people really, really thrived or other people really, really didn't like it. And I think the people who didn't really, really like it were those early morning risers. And I think the people who did like it a little bit were more those night owls because they were able to do their work from home at a time that was more conducive to when they're at their optimal. Yeah, that makes sense. And we're all about achieving your optimal, um, anything really, whether it's your optimal sleep cycle, your optimal training regimen, your optimal diet, all of that. We want to make sure that we're not just forcing people to do what we think is best. It's, it's anything that we do is not a one size fits all approach. Everything is customized and tailored to the person and their own health and their physical needs and their mental needs as well. Um, you can't just tell everyone to do the exact same thing and get the exact same results. Well, I see that all the time in personal training because it's personal for a reason. You know, I, I I get two people and they may even have similar goals, but their program might look very different um, based off, you know, wherever they are at that time in their fitness journey. Yeah, of course. And also just going back to the study itself. So the inherent issue with the study is that they can't exactly prove cause and effect. They don't know what came first. It's like the chicken or the egg. Is it that morning people are at less of a risk for depression because they wake up early? Or is it because people who are at a lower risk of depression tend to wake up early? We don't really know which one comes first, and the study doesn't really prove it. And also, there are so many other factors that go into this. Um, do you have to wake up early for work? What time do you go to sleep? All of that makes a huge difference into whether or not you wake up early, and it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, and unfortunately, some of us who may be night owls, they do still have to get up early. So how do you really combat that, and, and what are things that you can do to make sure you are getting the quality sleep that you need, even if you're not necessarily ready to go to bed at 9 o'clock? Uh, I mean, personally, I am always up at about 5.30 or 6 o'clock. and. Wow. And I'm in bed by nine o'clock every night. Um, Eight hours of sleep is my non-negotiable. I make sure to get that every single night. But I'm also the type of person who I'm tired by nine o'clock and some people just aren't. Um, So, you know, there are a few things that you can do if you are somebody who likes to stay up a little later. Um, You know, make sure that you aren't watching scary movies at nine o'clock at night because that's going to ramp up your sympathetic nervous system, your fight or flight response. And that's going to make it extremely hard to go to sleep at a proper time. Uh, Another thing is caffeine. Caffeine has a half-life of about seven hours, which means that if you drink a hundred milligrams of caffeine in a cup of coffee, seven hours later, there's still going to be 50 milligrams of caffeine, which is a decent amount. So, you know, making sure that after about 12 o'clock, you're not having any sort of caffeine. That'll definitely help put you to sleep when the time is right. Yeah. And we actually also just did an episode on meditation apps. If you try to meditate right before you go to bed, whether you do it on your own or with the help of a, of a meditation app, that can be a really good way to help you go to sleep. Like even if you are trying to combat um, caffeine or that horror movie that you just watched, or whether you just want to get a better night's sleep, like that's something you can definitely make use of. Can you go into why exactly we need to have a full night's sleep? Um, Eight hours of sleep is again, a non-negotiable for most people. Um, 
a lot of people that I talk to, they do say that I can't, you know, they can live off of six or seven hours of sleep. Um, but there's been research that shows that if you get six hours of sleep five days in a row, uh, it's the same as walking around as the legal limit of drunk. Wow. Um, so yeah, you may not have had anything to drink, but your brain function is significantly reduced if you're even getting six or seven hours. And unfortunately six or seven hours is pretty normal for a lot of people. Um, so their brains are definitely not running on, on optimal levels. Right. Maybe they have like an early morning job that they have to get to, but they're genetically predisposed to going to sleep later. And that kind of screws them over in the long run. Yep. The other reason that sleep is so important is because it has a found impact on memory. Uh, when you go through your, your REM and your non-REM sleep cycles, which we did talk about in one of the earlier podcasts of performance, optimal health. Um, so if you want to go check that out, definitely do. I think that was episode number one about yep, a year our very ago. First. Um, so definitely go check that out if you want to learn a little bit more about REM and non-REM sleep. Um, but those are definitely the two key portions of sleep that your brain needs to rejuvenate itself and to form connections. Um, those are the two points in your sleep cycle where your brain is filing those new memories that you made throughout the day and committing them to longer term memories. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And there was this recent thing that I first saw on TikTok, but then started seeing it everywhere else as everything else is nowadays. It's called revenge bedtime procrastination. So it's not necessarily linked to the idea that you're genetically predisposed to going to sleep later, but it's pretty common with people with people who have and suffer from depression. Basically, they feel like they didn't get too much accomplished during the day, so they want to stay up later at night in order to feel as though they they can either get their work done or that's when they get their me time in. You know, that's when they watch a movie or wind down and go to sleep. And that can also, it's, it's the same thing. It's like the chicken or the egg. Are they going to sleep later because of their depression or does this just continue creating a cycle where they go to sleep late? wake up late, feel like they have no time in the day, and then they continue going to sleep later and later. And that, again, compounds the risk of depression or any effects that you are already feeling from it. In order to, to you know help yourself go to sleep a little earlier or create that nightly routine, um, that's exactly it, is create some sort of habit that you do every night before bed. So whether it be a, a meditation before you go to bed or a cold or a hot shower, find something that you know you will do every single day yeah. and put that right before bed because we're creatures of habit. And if you don't have that habit and you don't have that routine, you kind of live in this chaotic world and right. it, it's very stressful. And that stress response can also lead back to some depression. So if you have a routine, your body doesn't have to adjust to a new stressful experience every right. single night if you have this predetermined routine before you go to bed. Yeah. And ideally, it's something that releases um, serotonin or endorphins or something or the other two so that you can associate this positive aspect of your routine with something good, with feeling well, good. Um, a big thing with people who suffer from depression is they can start to lack the confidence in themselves. Like, will they be able to complete a task? Will, and that also leads to more procrastination. It's all a cycle. But being able to actually complete tasks, no matter how big or how small, is very important. You'll start feeling productive. You'll start feeling like you've accomplished something. And that feeling of accomplishment is really important. That's what gives you 
that w- that's what makes you feel happy, what makes you feel proud. And then if you do that, you, your whole day changes or your night changes if you're a night owl. That actually reminds me of a, I believe it was a collegiate commencement speech by, I believe it was a Navy or Marine officer. And it's about this, this half an hour long YouTube clip. And he basically talks about how every single morning you have to make your bed. And that goes back to exactly what you said. Every time you wake up, your bed is a mess. So if you make your bed every single morning, you've at least accomplished one task. And that can help from a depression standpoint, because then you feel like you did something during the day and you don't go to bed feeling as if nothing was accomplished. So if, if you at least complete that first task, do something as simple as make your bed. And then at the end of the night, you come back to a clean room, a, a nicely made bed, and it makes you feel better because you're like, I did that. That exactly. was something I accomplished. Yeah. And speaking of, once you make that first step, it's a lot easier to take the next step. Um, a lot of what we've been talking about recently with like health trends and making sure that you stay healthy and positive is you can't make change in one day. You're not going to become a new person tomorrow when you wake up. You need to make these incremental changes that once compounded, then they will help you become a better person. And sometimes you'll slip back. Sometimes you are in a rush and you can't make your bed, but you've already built up other good habits that help you start the day off well, that it's okay that you don't make your bed until you come back from work. So doing stuff like that, maybe drinking less of water every day as soon as you wake up or not starting off with coffee, but maybe starting off with um, a nice little brisk walk when you wake up or some kind of exercise and just making sure that you are mindful about what exactly you do first thing in the morning. Yeah. A lot of my clients, they actually, uh, I talk to them a lot about their dogs because obviously dogs are amazing and they're fun and cute and not as good as cats. Well, okay. All right. right. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing that I tell a lot of people is first thing in the morning, you can also go take your dog for a walk. And that just kind of goes back to exactly what you were talking about, about getting a different morning routine in is instead of sipping that cup of coffee and dreading getting up and going to work, you know, if you have a family pet or a family dog, you know, get up and take the dog for a walk. And if you don't have a family pet or a family dog, you should definitely get one. Um, But if that's not in the cards, get up, go for a walk, see whatever is going on around in the world, you know, you'll, you'll see some pretty amazing sights, whether that be, you know, a forest nearby or a river or a lake or whatever it is. Sunrise, even if you're up in the morning. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And then even if you don't want to listen to the outside sounds, it's the perfect time to do some meditation. Um, clear your head, just look at the sights around you and listen to some peaceful music and start your day off. Right. There are definitely a lot of options. So kind of find one thing that works for you. And um, as we talked about, start by changing one thing at a time and then slowly add in one more thing. It doesn't all have to happen at once. And it's definitely not going to happen all at once. And if we try to throw the kitchen sink at you right out of the gates, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. So let's set you up for success and just Find one little habit, one little thing that you can do every single day. And hopefully that's enough to make an impact on your life. Whether you are feeling symptoms of depression or whether you are at risk of them, it's just going to help you have a much happier and more fulfilled life, no matter where you are on your journey and how you feel. Okay, well, I think we covered everything. Yeah, it's, this, this has been more of a little discussion-based episode. I think those are also necessary sometimes just to put your thoughts out there. Think critically. Honestly, I never even thought about the fact that people were genetically predisposed to going to sleep late and how that factors into our survival instincts. So that's something really interesting that I'll need to remind myself of. So 
Thank you, Nick, for being yeah. here. Um, if anybody's interested in training with him, feel free to reach out to us. He's a great trainer. Um, and yeah, have a good rest of your day, guys. Thanks for having me on.